Hello and welcome to 9to5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9to5 work week. Presented by Sunny Health and Fitness, and this episode is brought to you by the Sunny Health and Fitness Magnetic Elliptical Bike. I'm your host, resident fitness expert Matt. And I'm Sydney, your second resident fitness expert. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Welcome, Sydney. Thank this you. is uh, Sydney and mine's first episode together. I understand that you did an amazing episode already where we learned a little bit more about you, which I still need to listen to, but I'm sure everybody's going to enjoy hearing about your background, and Ooh. I will too eventually. So on this episode, we're going to touch on actually a article that you wrote, Sydney. So we're going to expand on the topic and discuss whether or not it matters what you eat before or after you work out. So I guess we can answer that question pretty easily, right? Yep. Yeah, it does matter. It does. So it's, it's important because we want to make sure that we touch on nutrition and how it impacts your health and fitness. We do talk about workouts and other health topics, but nutrition is obviously a huge part of anybody's health and fitness program. So we're always trying to add more content, more information to help you. We've already done several podcast episodes uh, on nutrition. We've done one talking about protein. We've done one about calories, about water, hydration, and we've touched on some popular diets, we've touched on how to eat better at work, We've also written other articles. Uh, we did a Nutrition 101 article. We've done muscle building nutrition. We've done intro to macronutrients. We've done carbo-loading. A lot of good information, but there's more to come. And we've got lots of other topics that we haven't discussed yet, like uh, the one we're going to talk about today. doesn't matter if you or it doesn't matter what you eat uh, before or after your workout. We're going to dive into Sydney's article. I'm going to give you a few takeaways that I observed after reading it. Uh, and we'll expand on it a little bit, maybe give you some of our experiences with, you know, do's and don'ts or, you know, what we, we've done or tried, what didn't work, what, had, what worked really well, some disasters that may have happened from eating the wrong things <laughs> at the wrong time. So if you're looking for the specific article, it is on our website. It's in our nutrition basics category under our nutrition section on our website uh, where our articles are listed. And it's called What to Eat Before and After a Workout. And uh, it was pretty cool because you gave a personal story initially. <laughs> Care to expand on what that story was? Oh, yes. You know, this actually goes way back. I have quite a few stories, but we will just talk about the quesadilla today. You know, you think that I would learn from my experiences, but usually I don't, and I do them a few times. So I've been here multiple times. But the first time that this happened to me was when I was in high school, you know, I'm a hungry girl. I eat a lot because I was on the track team. So I go home right after school and I'm like, hey, you know, I need a snack. I'm starving before practice. So typical high school girl, what are you going to make? Obviously, a quesadilla. Can't go <laughs> wrong, right? Like, that's all I want to eat. Quesadillas are delicious. If you haven't had one, I suggest that you try it. Yes, I recommend it. But I do not recommend it eating before your workout because that is what I did. It was very cheesy. Like, we're talking like 
three solid layers of cheese in there, different kinds of cheese, maybe a little like, you know, pepper situation. That's some heavy queso. Yes, heavy, heavy on the queso. And, you know, I show up to practice and one minute, 30 seconds into the warm up, I realized that I had made a dire mistake. And <laughs> 20 minutes later, I had to quit practice and I was over on the side coming out the other end so <laughs> oh not very fun no no so yeah you <laughs> quesadilla probably not the best decision i've also had a bad run-in with pizza <gasps> interesting that you mentioned pizza because i have a very similar story oh no oh no here we go and it involves pizza <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's not just like yeah, pizza's great right you know not 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 too uh different in terms of you know, it's a tradi- traditional food i guess i don't know anyway but uh this wasn't a traditional pizza i guess because for for whatever reason pre-game or pre-activity uh pre-baseball game you know meal kind of just figure out what you're going to eat and for whatever reason we just uh, me and a buddy decided to go to a mall and get some mall pizza oh boy and uh you know, I'd had it before, and but not never during a game. Um, so, you know, it's pizza. I'm like, all right, it'll be fine. Pizza, whatever. Uh, so pretty heavy, pretty dense, pretty oily, pretty cheesy. Uh, and for whatever, for whatever reason, didn't sit very well. So similar situation uh, that you had, although mine wasn't a practice. It was an actual game. Uh, so yeah, affected me a little bit more and had a little bit more of a, a serious, uh, outcome because of the situation of actually having to play in a game. So it just felt terrible. Uh, and didn't, didn't, didn't work, didn't work out very well. So oddly enough, one of the things that I took from this article, uh, when talking about, uh, what you choose to eat before or after activity, and it doesn't have to be uh, a workout. It can be anything. It can be going for a walk it could be like we talked about a practice or a sporting event uh, any type of activity that requires you to exert yourself physically um, making sure that number one you're comfortable with what you're eating so probably not a good idea to test some new heavy cheesy quesadilla if you've never had it before uh, if you're about to participate in some physical activity so Better off eating something you know your stomach can handle so that you don't run into any problems during that activity. So that's kind of the first takeaway that I got when going over this article was whenever you are consuming something prior to activity, uh, make sure it's something that sits well. And you know your digestive system better than anybody else. So eat something that you're comfortable with eating. So this is a good general strategy to follow. Um, and we both, oddly enough, mentioned a food that gave us problems because it had cheese. Uh, <laughs> that's not something that is unusual because you want to make sure that your stomach can easily digest uh, whatever is inside of it so that if you do eat something before you participate in activity, uh, that food is cleared out in a natural way. So which that means is when you, di- when you eat food, it goes into your stomach and is digested and eventually is cleared out so if you eat something that's high in fat or high in fiber it's going to kind of sit there a little bit longer which if it's still in your stomach while you're working out could cause some gastric distress or upset stomach which is what we both are familiar with because we ate something that was very high in fat 
So takeaway number two going over this article is basically watching out for foods that are higher in fat or higher in fiber because they won't go through your digestive system as quickly as something uh, that's low in fat or lower in fiber. The next thing that I observed, and we'll kind of get into some of the main points that you gave, Sydney, because I know you talked about the four to one carb to protein ratio, and I have a very fun story to share about that as well. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> so um, another thing that I found was there is there are some specific guidelines for you know how many carbohydrates should you eat prior to activity, and usually these recommendations are based off of individuals that are going to participate in a kind of a high endurance sport or activity. So um, it's more critically important the more energy you plan to expend. So if you're somebody like a marathon runner, obviously you're going to be burning a lot of calories. So it's very important that you're consuming uh, a lot of energy prior to the, the race. So generally it's recommended that you consume um, higher amount of carbs prior to activity. So anywhere between two and 300 grams, it's kind of a general recommendation to make sure that you have enough uh, glycogen in your body to make sure that you can sustain a high level of activity. Uh, because if you don't have enough in your body, then you're gonna get tired quicker. You're just not gonna last as long. So again, and if you are eating that amount of food, uh, it's up to uh, three to four hours prior to that activity. If you're gonna say eat a really large meal, so because two and three hundred grams of carbs is is a lot of food. It's significant. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely significant. But a lot of people probably don't eat that many on a normal meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and, and talk about because I know you mentioned the four to one carb to protein. Uh, ratio, which is great. Uh, and I've had a lot of experience trying this particular strategy on myself because I've been involved in very strenuous activity, uh, specifically when it comes to working out, weightlifting. Um, so yeah, it requires a lot of energy, especially if you're lifting heavy weights or you're lifting for a long time or you're doing you know cardio and resistance training and you're practicing or and you have a game. It's very important to make sure that you're consuming enough energy. You definitely don't want to limit yourself when it comes to calories if you're going to participate in an activity that requires a lot of energy. So uh, the 4 to 1 carbohydrate protein ratio is definitely something I would recommend if you are an individual that is going to be exerting a lot of energy. So let's say you have a two-hour practice or you've got you know one-hour cardio workout where you're going to try to push yourself hard. You've got an hour of weight training or let's just say you have multiple activities throughout the day. It's very important that you're getting an adequate amount of carbohydrates and some protein as well. So that four to one ratio definitely applies. It doesn't mean that you have to go, you know, extreme. I've done serving sizes of carbohydrates and proteins following this ratio. I think I've done like 30 or 40 grams of protein and wow. then multiplying that by four. So uh, multiplying get, by four. Well, for the carbohydrates, so getting up over 200 uh, grams oh, of right, carbs. Right. Uh, I thought you meant protein. I was like, no, 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 wow. not that much protein. So, <laughs> <laughs> so generally speaking, you know, 20 ish grams of protein is plenty. So if you're looking at doing the four to one ratio, then 20 grams of protein you know, times four. So looking at around 80 grams of carbohydrates, which yeah. sounds like a lot, but you know, if you're looking at what, you know, the amounts are in bread and in white rice, 
uh, and potatoes. You can get there pretty easily, and it's not a ton of food. So, But again, it's not a lightened meal. Like That's not just something you're going to eat like an hour before you work out. Right. Um, so just make sure that if you're going to consume that ratio uh, and it's not a small amount of protein that you give your stomach some time to digest it because if you are eating 20, 25 plus grams of protein and then you're also eating you know, upwards of 100 grams of carbohydrates, that's a significant amount of food. Let's see, post-workout. So again, we were talking about prior to workout, eating, you know, not eating the low fat or eating the low fat foods, eating the low fat fiber foods, and then post-workout, post-activity using the four to one ratio. And then if you're somebody that's, you know, just has trouble following those guidelines and isn't really exactly specific with the four to one ratio, just remember that you're burning a lot of energy and you want to make sure that you're refueling afterwards. So it's, it's critical to make sure that you're consuming fuel um, as your body uses it. So another way to kind of keep track of that is if you're recovering from a workout and you're not really sure how much to eat, then um, you can follow the one gram per kilogram of body weight rule for the carbohydrates. So that's kind of another way Mm -hmm. to follow it. Um, If you don't want to go four to one ratio, if that seems like a lot, there's been, there's been two to one ratios presented as well. So it kind of just Depends on what your goals are, how much you're comfortable eating, what type of activity that you're doing, and, you know, kind of what sits well. So yeah, that's kind of the main takeaways that I got from the article. Again, I think it's very helpful because I don't even think a lot of people really think about what they're eating before and after. They're just like, yeah, I'm going to eat my normal breakfast. I'm going to work out and then maybe I'll eat afterwards. I should eat something. Maybe I'll get a protein shake. They don't really think about like exactly what their body needs. They just say, oh, I'll grab a protein bar or I'll yeah. eat some peanut butter. Or yeah, whatever. whatever is available. Right. Let's see. Did you have anything else you wanted to expand on for your article or? Yeah, I mean, just to reiterate what you were saying, like it really is what you're comfortable with. So, I mean, this might seem like a lot of information, but just you know how your body is going to respond to food. You know how your stomach reacts to certain things. So just making sure that you're really eating something that's going to sit well with you before exercise, you know, just because a trainer or a friend said, oh, you have to eat this before you work out. No, you don't. There's plenty of things that you can eat before you work out and after you work out to energize yourself and refuel. So yeah, if you're, if you're having a hard time finding something that sits well, look into it. There's a wide variety of things. Like for example, before a workout, great carbs that you can eat usually sit well with a lot of people are things like apples, lentils, whole grain bread, or a sweet potato. And then after for that four to one carb to protein ratio, apples and peanut butter is something that I like to do personally all the time. It's like a real whole food rather than drinking a protein shake. If you like protein shakes, that's awesome, but I kind of don't like them. I just don't like how they taste. Chocolate milk. There's a lot of great things out there. So look into it. If you're not finding something you like, it's pretty easy to find something that will work for you. I'd actually, I'd like to touch on just a few other notes that I had sitting in my head as you were talking, Matt. So you said something about like, it depends on like what type of activity you're doing. And that's something I didn't really touch on in my article, but I think is really important. So for endurance-based exercise, like 
if you're going to go on a long run, a long cycle, something like that, this isn't necessarily something that you should eat before exercise, but you should definitely be thinking about your fat intake because people who do endurance-based cardio, they are going to depend on that fat intake as they're working out. So like we said, you know, cheese is pretty fatty. It's not something you want to eat before you work out because it's probably going to upset your stomach, but it's something that you should be thinking about in your overall nutrition because it will help your performance. Similarly, with weightlifting, there's been a lot of studies on how eating protein before weightlifting sessions can help you retain and build on that muscle growth while you're lifting. So if you're a weightlifter or into really intense exercise like CrossFit, you might want to incorporate that into your routine. Um, there are a couple other things that I, I just briefly saw because I know you had some extra notes written down. So I was like, ooh, that's cool. I want to touch on that. <laughs> um, you talked about the the glycemic index, which I think is great. Ooh, and yes. um, I just want to bring it up because I think that would be an excellent topic that is deserving of its own podcast. So um, just quick overview of the glycemic index. There are certain certain foods that if they have a high glycemic mark, that means they will rapidly increase your blood sugar. If they have a low glycemic mark, that means they're going to not have as much of a spike on your blood sugar. So um, to make it plain and simple, something like sugar, like just straight up table sugar has a high glycemic index and then something like oatmeal has a lower glycemic index. So it's all carbs. Uh, it still counts the same in, when it comes to grams of carbs, but what the, in terms of how your body responds to those carbohydrates, different things can happen. So um, I like the way that you brought that up um, and we should probably expand on that and give it, give it its own article and also touch on it a little bit more in the podcast. The other thing that you uh, wrote down, which I think is great, is we want to make sure that we are uh, making sure this is relevant for all of our nine to fivers. So having some practical application for, you know, how does this apply to somebody who, you know, works a full-time job, has a regular commute, is trying to work out, but is struggling with their either pre or post nutrition. They don't have enough time to wait, you know, three to four hours before they work out to eat a big meal. Um, it's just hard to schedule that kind of stuff. So, you know, generally speaking, if if you're somebody that can wake up early Eat a, eat a good breakfast, and then you have time to work out, and then you have time to go to work. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> but that's not always the case for a lot of people. So you're scrambling to get up, maybe get a quick workout in, and then you finally have time to sit down and eat once you get to your desk. So if that's, if that's you, then just make sure that you have some healthy snacks. Make sure that you have some food that's prepared at work. So if you, don't, if you aren't necessarily preparing for a huge strenuous event you know, on your work days, at least... If you are exercising, you can make sure that you're getting enough uh, fuel to recover post-workout, whether or not that's before you go to work or if it's in the afternoon, making sure that you are getting a snack either on your way home or an hour before you leave to go work out. That way your body still has a good amount of energy so you can have a good workout because uh, if you're too low on fuel, your body's not going to have enough energy to power you through the activities that you're doing and your workouts may suffer and you just may not feel as motivated you feel low on energy and you just won't feel very good yeah you... <laughs> no fun we don't want that <laughs> yeah so you know a couple of strategies that you can use again make sure that when you're consuming uh, food that it's something that you're comfortable with you know don't 
Don't go trying something new that you don't know how it's going to react to your body. If you do have time to consume food before strenuous activity, it's important. It will help you perform better during that activity. And then always making sure that you're consuming um, carbohydrates and proteins after your workout so your body can start to rebuild and recover um, as soon as possible. So it will, it will only help the process uh, if you're getting adequate nutrition after your workouts. All right. Great article. Thank can't you. Wait, can't wait for more from you, Sydney. And uh, we'll go ahead and continue to try and bring you some more relevant nutrition advice. There's a lot more that we can talk about. Um, but I think we've covered a lot for this one. So let's go yes. ahead and wrap this episode up. We want to thank you for joining us at 9 to 5 Fitness. Hope you enjoyed the show and learned something useful to help you on your journey to a healthy lifestyle. If you want to learn more about this topic and other useful fitness tips, check out our show notes or visit us at sunnyhealthoffitness.com. Feel free to follow us on Pinterest, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and please come back next time. Yeah, I think we're going to have a, another interview, so stay tuned.